there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then do, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was, that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Hello, gents. Hi, Cam. How are you today, Robbo? I'm great. I'm lovely. Salty's made me a delicious coffee, uh, and I'm really happy. It is delicious. Cool. I think that's why things were so tense last week, because I didn't have any beans. Yeah. The bean situation was dire last week. And now we're fully beaned up, Yep. and we're ready to talk about who? George Herbert Walker Bush. Ah, the bloke that just died. The 41st president of the United States. Yep. 43rd vice president. Couldn't quite get in there fast enough. I guess they burn through vice presidents faster than they burn through the president. The- yeah, okay. I was about to question that maths. Hmm. But yeah, that makes sense. Is America probably the one of the countries that tracks their presidents numerically more than anyone else? Like, would you know what number president or prime minister, sorry, Scott Morrison is? Well, that's not fair, because <laughs> you're from New Zealand, you're like, oh, we've had four Prime Ministers. <laughs> we've had four... We've, we've, this isn't a personal attack on you. <laughs> we, we, we've had four this year. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what number New Zealand is. Um, what I'm saying is, they seem to make a big deal out of the number. We're in the 20-somethings, right? Yeah, we've really ramped it up, though. Yeah. Um, we went from <laughs> early 20s to late 20s quite quickly, I think. I think it's not that unusual to be in love with counting new presidents. I'd like to find another example. All right, well, go have a look. All right, jeez. Why are you taking this as a personal attack? Hang on, just a second. Let me have a sip of this. We're all good. Um, good. Peachy keen. They also count the Olympics. They do. They do. That is true. People love to count things, Robert. Why do they count the Olympics and not like the World Cups? Uh, I think they do. Yeah, they count the World Cups. WrestleManias, they count them. Well, WrestleMania, yeah, obviously. But WrestleMania's not over. But they don't say, oh, the games of the 28th Olympiad or whatever. They don't say, it's time for the 57th World Cup. I think they do. They just mm. say the 2018 World Cup or whatever Yeah, no, it was. you're right. They yeah, probably don't. Right. I'd say the number isn't too far. I mean, they do say the year for the Olympics as well. Yeah. But it also they, has they the do, wanky yeah. formal thing too. Yeah. All right. That's not the point. Yeah. The point is, George Herbert Walker Bush... Uh, A.K.A. George Bush Sr. Father, Father George, George Bush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Also, aka Poppy. Oh yeah, Poppy yeah. Bush. What was his skull and bones name? Well, Robert, it's funny you should ask. <laughs> uh, his skull and bones nickname was Magog. Of Gog and Magog? Uh, of Gog and Magog. Can we remind our listeners and me what Gog and Magog is? Uh, Gog and Magog are somehow involved in the apocalypse. Yeah. They were giants? Yeah, they were giants. Um, in the Bible somewhere. They appear, yeah. they're in Christian theology. They also appear in Islamic Mm. The uh, apocalyptic theology, I believe. Mm. You can go listen to our episode about Gog and Magog. Mm. Interestingly, uh, George W. Bush, if you recall from that episode, loved that episode. Oh no, uh, he bailed up Jacques Chirac. I think it was about Gog and Magog. He That's thought right. he thought they were at work in the Middle East, and afterwards Jacques Chirac had to jump onto French Wikipedia or whatever <laughs> and look up what it was. And he's like, "Is this guy?" Serious? <laughs> That's when he realised how insane George W. Bush was. Yeah. Meanwhile, old George H.W. Bush is going around calling himself Magog. Yeah. And is that what you want in your president? Someone who <laughs> has been like, fair enough, at school. Yeah. But they're like, I'm one of the harbingers of the apocalypse. <laughs> it's like a biker that calls himself Satan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, the 41st president... Passed away just last week. Yep. Yep. Uh, his funeral was today, as uh, we're recording this. Shut down the United States, mm-hmm. essentially, as he, he lay in in state. I think they call it. So after his death, mm. there's been a lot of a lot of people saying how great he was. Mm. Uh, a lot of support. A lot of pro George Herbert Walker Bush mm. stories. What possible conspiracies could there be about such a lovely man? Well, Robo, he was a bit of a he was a bit of a dickhead, actually. <laughs> uh, we have waited until he's in the ground, though. Yeah. Before we've, it's just a matter of timing, though. Yeah. We would have done this earlier in the week if yeah. we could have. Uh, but before we get into all of that, there have been a lot of conspiracies after his death. Okay. Which didn't really happen. Right. Uh, Such the, as the QAnon people mm. uh, have really latched onto it. There was he, so he died on the did he die on the fifth or was the, no, today, today the, was the fifth in the yeah, states, right? Yeah. And there was supposed to be some sort of development in the Mueller thing? Uh, D5 was a significant date or number or number and letter in the um, QAnon universe. Mm. So people were saying that December 5th is going to be a, a huge thing and it's all going to happen on December 5th. Yeah, there were going to be arrests. Yep. Um, and then when this happened, they they announced that the whole like, postal service and everything was shutting down. The government agencies were closing down on yep. December the 5th. Like, ah, this is just a ruse, so we can they're going to arrest everyone. Yeah. But then it's clear that that isn't a ruse and they're not going to arrest anyone. Well, so now they've bumped <laughs> it back to D7 or D13. It's not clear. Yeah. Um, other things... Salty the... resisting the airstrike, any sort of Dungeons and Dragons strike. <laughs> well, there's a, a guy on Reddit who uh, is a Q researcher, a decoder, if you will, and he likened D5 to a chess move because uh, right. there's a famous chess play that involves D5. And then he goes on to break down like a James Comey tweet about it all. Oh, it's so cooked. Well, because James Comey's dog died. Yes. And they're like, ah, this is James Comey <laughs> signalling that he's just knocked off George Bush. Yeah. Yeah. By killing his dog. Yeah. Well, I, I think maybe in this world, the dog's not dead either. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to keep track of. There was also wrinkles on his coffin. His coffin was on display somewhere, although taking it from someplace to someplace. Mm. 
and it had the uh, American flag draped over it, and so they and that had wrinkles on it. Right. And people, Q, Q followers, pointed out that why would it not be straight and ironed and perfect? And so that was significant to show that he was killed off, and this mm. is a message. Uh, so the Q phenomenon, for people that don't listen to our uh, Patreon show, big thanks to our Patreons and also Tom for supporting mm. us at $33 a month. Uh, the Q followers are still going. and Even though it's all been thoroughly debunked. Thoroughly debunked. The people who started it and are continuing to do it have all been named. And now they're looking at flag wrinkles yep. as evidence of, of things happening. Right. So uh, it's not going well in the world of Q. Well, part of part of the thing with the funeral also was that they were going. To, that was where everyone was going to be arrested, because all of the all of the deep state people, all of the past presidents who were all in on this stuff, were going to be there. Mm. And so, if it was real, that would have been that would have been the time to do it. Yeah, because everyone could be paraded. The camera's already there. Yeah, mm. you could perp walk Hillary. How many other former presidents are still alive? Not many. Bush, Junior, Obama, Clinton, Clinton, Carter. Carter still kicking? Yeah, I think that's it. So he was the oldest? Yeah. That's the oldest the president's ever lived to? 94? I didn't do any numerology on that, but I'm sure it's... Something fucked up about it. Yeah. 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 Well, shall we get into the numerology? Oh, here we go. Uh, George Herbert Walker Bush uh, in Jewish Gematria comes out to 1750. Now, we know what happened in 1750, the year. Yep, I do, but just remind the listeners. Uh, it was 26 <laughs> years before <laughs> the founding of America or something. No, I, knew it. I, didn't, I didn't look up that at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, but in Jewish Gematria 1750, some other phrases that uh, come out to that. The Antichrist 666. Oh, yeah. Wait, so the anti- Antichrist and 666 add right. up as... The, the Antichrist, and then the six, words six. 666 okay, yep. add up to 1750 in Jewish Gematria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Revolution, which okay. will become very relevant Ooh, shortly. Keep that one in your old mind grapes for later. And finally, excuse me, people, Queen coming through. <laughs> Comes out to 1750 in Jewish Gematria. I have to ask, Cam, was that something that someone on the internet suggested or did you just type in random phrases until you got there? <laughs> uh, no, I go on to... No, I, I wasn't, <laughs> I'm not typing in every random phrase and waiting until something comes up with the same number. You can go on to, uh, I think it's gematrix.org has uh, the Gematria calculators. Okay. and it, But it does show you other phrases. The phrases that it shows you must be things that other people have searched for before. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, there's so many... We just cook the bloody system if it just tried to come up with every possible match, right? So at some point, someone has looked up, all right, what's the gematria on, excuse me, people, queen coming through? Probably less in the drag queen way and more in the lizard queen way, though, yeah, I would assume. Yeah. I, yeah. Your, your camp spin on it probably is misleading, yeah. our listeners. I don't think it is. <laughs> so, George H.W. Bush, what did, you, what did we find out about him, Robbo? Um... He was involved in a lot. So he was director of CIA. Yep. Mm-hmm. He... a year. Yeah. I mean, still. Don't downplay it. Big job. Yep. Yeah. Uh, vice president. Mm-hmm. Later on president for one term. He was in the CIA unofficially, apparently. This is kind of pretty much confirmed from... Oh, sorry. Multiple sources say that there was a George Bush in the CIA when he was working... In the oil as an oil baron, basically, mm. 
His so the family, the Bush family, is very very wealthy. Um, so his dad gave him a pile of cash. Was that Prescott? Mm-hmm. And said, "Go start a bloody, go start drilling for oil." So he did, and then somehow gets tied up in, and ends up in CIA memos. So in 1963, mm-hmm. uh, in November, I think it was November 29, 1963. So this is a week after the assassination of JFK. Uh, Herbert Hoover, the head of the FBI, sends out a memo uh, in which he refers to a briefing that was given about uh, pro-Cuban uh or, sorry, anti-Castro-Cubans in the wake of the assassination of Kennedy. And he says that the memo, that that briefing went to a couple of people, including George Bush from the CIA. Now, that came out years and years later when Bush was either running for president or he he might have been vice president at this stage. But uh, they said to him, what's the go with this memo from Hoover that names you? as being in the CIA in 1963, even though you officially don't become have anything to do with the CIA until 1976. He's like, nah, don't think that, don't think that was me. Mm-hmm. Some other George Bush. Well, they go to the CIA. They're like, what's the go with this? And at the CIA, they're like, we neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. No, they said there was another George Bush that it well, was. Well, the first thing they said is we neither confirm nor deny. And mm. then they were like, hang on, that's probably not going to cut it. <laughs> and so they said oh look we found out there's another there was another George Bush there was a George W. Bush who was in the CIA at the time uh, he was a different guy he worked the night shift uh, as an analyst mm. and yep yeah, it was him but even though we are one of the biggest surveillance you know organisations in the world one of the most advanced spy agencies oh we don't know where he is <laughs> this former employee he, he could be anywhere Anyway, the journalist who had originally dug up the memo went out and found George W. Bush, the former CIA analyst, who was right. still working for the federal government uh, for like the social services or something. And he would be getting a good um, retirement package, I imagine. Well, I don't know if he will, because the, uh, the journalist said to him, is this you that's in this memo as having received this briefing about the Castro stuff? And mm. he says, absolutely not. He signed an affidavit saying there's no way that that was a reference to him. Right. All I am is a night shift analyst. Why am I getting yeah, why super I- high priority <laughs> info about Castro? So that was not Bush's only involvement in the stuff surrounding the Kennedy assassination. So I got a lot of this from uh, a couple of books, one of which was The Family, The Real Story of the Bush Dynasty by Kitty Kelly. Oh, sorry, can I just jump in? Yeah, go on. Um, so there are also allegations from former CIA staff as well. So not only is he in memos, but um, is a US Army Brigadier General Russell Brown wrote there was a cover-up of the oil company's CIA connections. Right. Uh, a couple of other CIA guys said that the George Bush was officially uh, an asset, CIA asset. Um, someone else said that he was part of uh, Operation Mongoose, which was the anti-Castro operations and a couple more so a lot of people in and around the cia at the time were saying yeah yeah no, he was yeah. he was involved georgia boy yep there yeah. was a guy called uh colonel l fletcher prouty who was uh, chief of special operations for the joint chiefs of staff mm-hmm. until 1964 he said that uh bush was involved in the bay of pigs oh. debacle 
And uh, just so we're clear, that's not the bay where you can go and wade in and there's tiny little pigs that swim around. They come it? out and swim and meet you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was a... Uh, I guess we'll get, we'll probably have to do a, a segment on the Bay of Pigs at some point. Okay. But that was a... Uh, it was just one of the anti-Castro things they tried to do in Cuba. It was a massive epic failure for the US government. Mm. Uh, but the code name for that operation was Zapata, mm. which was also the name of uh, Bush's oil company. <laughs> Uh, one of the boats that the invaders used was called Barbara, and Bush was very fond of naming. Uh, in the war, he named a couple of his planes Barbara after his missus, yep. Barbara Bush. One of the other boats was called Houston, which is a uh, where they lived. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a f- fucking imaginative guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Prouty says, uh, yeah, Bush was definitely in the agency. Mm. How did his emails never get hacked? Surely his password was just Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever actually used email. Yeah. By the time email came around, he was groping people in photos. Yeah, true. So it seems to me very likely that Bush was in the CIA. I got pilled on this. I, I can so buy it. I guess just on the, the, the name Zapata or Zapata, mm. it is a place. Mm. I think it's multiple places in Cuba where they were doing the oil operations. Mm. Um it's in so a Rage Against the Machine lyric. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Can't um, remember the lyric, but it's in there somewhere. <laughs> so, like, I, I guess it's not a it's not a stretch to think that, yeah, you'd, if you're drilling for oil there, you would name your oil company after that. Mm. Also not a stretch, to, if you're going to do military operations, you'd call it after where you're going to do it. The Barbara and the Houston thing, I don't know. I can't explain that. I can sort of explain it, even though I will note I am still pilled on this. Okay. Uh, there were like a bunch of ships as well. Right. It gets like put out like these were the only two ships. Yeah. No, yeah. there was a bunch of different boats involved and they yeah. all had a bunch, bunch of weird names. Yeah. Mm. So there was also Atlanta and Mary and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Now, I did get, so I did get pilled though on the idea that Bush was in the agency because... Because multiple people said he was. Multiple people said he was. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, why did no one follow this up? It's like, well, I guess... There's no hard evidence, so it's one of those things that's hard to follow up. But you've got these, you've got a. It's not like no one ever said it. A bunch of people did come out and say it. Also, what, like. Like, if it was just this one article, and it's like, all right, no, nobody came out and corroborated this. Yeah. Th- then I'd be like, no, there's no way. But the fact is, a bunch of people came out and like, were like, yeah, that's true. But. Like, we know the CIA did some horrible and, and messy and illegal things at that time. Mm. We know Bush was involved in many, and we'll probably get to more later. What would him being in the CIA at that time, like, aha, we finally got him. Yeah. Like, what would that achieve? The other thing is, he was working for an oil company, mm. and that was the perfect cover for someone in the CIA. He didn't necessarily have to be James Bond either. Mm. Uh, as we learned from the JFK episode we did, way back when there were lots of people sort of in the CIA Mm. in the you know the import export business in all of these industries where it makes sense for you to be traveling back and forth because the CIA needs stuff moved around Mm. but I'm not it's not George Bush wasn't uh, going around snapping people's necks no Uh, he was also probably making a lot of money on oil at the same time Mm. the other thing is all of this all the stuff the CIA does is incredibly expensive Yes. So it's super helpful to have these people who are really rich involved because you're making a lot of money off them. Mm. 
Okay, so he was definitely in the CIA at that time before he officially was in the CIA. 100% he was in the CIA. <laughs> okay, and then what happens? All right. Well, here's the thing. November 29, 1963, there's this Hoover memo. Yeah. November 22nd, 1963, there's another memo. Uh that involves George H.W. Bush. Yeah. Because about an hour and 45 minutes after Kennedy goes down, Bush is on the phone to the FBI dropping someone in it for it. <laughs> Why so, is he... What What was he? Was he a senator at this point? Or is he just... No, so he was on the campaign trail. Okay. All right, so let's dial it back a little bit mm-hmm. and we'll talk about where Bush was on the 22nd of November, 1963. The infamous day yeah. that JFK was allegedly shot. The day, a day that will live in infamy. I mean, I just I said th- it was infamous, Yeah, but whatever. But that's the expression, a day okay. that will live in infamy. Whatever. If, one you want, of those, if you want his cliches, that's fine. One of those days where, all right, don't, don't, don't go in too hard on the cliche thing. <laughs> I don't know about you, Robo, but I avoid cliches like the plague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those days where everyone remembers where they were when they heard what had happened. Yeah. 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 Shot Famously. Heard, heard around the world. Yeah. 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 Like Princess Dies Death. Yeah. yeah. 9-11. Yep. Yep. Are there any other... JFK, 9-11 and Princess Die are the three big ones for that, right? Moon yeah. landing. Moon landing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Supposed like, moon landing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> At any rate, everyone remembers where they were. If you were to ask George H.W. Bush where he was when he heard... Oh... Somewhere in Texas. Huh. I mean, that's... Is it- when was he asked that? Like, when he's lost his mind a few days ago or... <laughs> so, there's a famous quote that I really struggled to pin down where it came from. I think I eventually did. I think it comes from The Family, The Real Story of the Bush Dynasty by Kitty Kelly. Uh, she doesn't really attribute to where it comes from. I think it was from some sort of interview... While he was running for president, maybe. Okay. Right. But uh, she really goes in hard on the idea that uh, he doesn't remember where he was. What benefit does he have in not being specific? Mm. Like, and how he, did he could? It's not like he, we're accusing him of shooting JFK. Yeah. Well, how, how did, did oh. how did they pose the question to him? Where were you on the twenty second of November? And he was just like, at that moment, he's just like, what the fuck happened on that day? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you said to me, what happened on this specific date, and that happened to be the day Princess Di died, I'd be like, fucked if I know. But if you said Princess Di, I'd be like, I was in the car park at Westlands in (laughs) Wawa. Where were you, Robo? Uh, When Princess Di died. I think we've probably already told you. Yeah, we have. Uh, So, so see if this matches up with what he said last time. (laughs) I was watching Howard the Duck. Uh, on television yeah, in Westport right. I remember that And I was at Science Club Yeah, yeah. All our stories check out uh, That's what your story didn't check out That's right <laughs> So So you're saying there is a theory that Well there's a, there is a photo outside the book depository That people say is Bush Right And <laughs> Is it actually Woody Harrelson's dad? Oh no It looks a lot like Bush Okay Yeah uh, especially when you put the photo of he- a photo of him standing in the same position next to a photo of this guy, mm. which is it's like it's not that clear a photo. Okay, <laughs> but uh, if you run like a Fortuna or whatever it is over the top of it, like a really dramatic version, like dun, 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 dun. okay, or, or however that goes. I don't. Yeah. So 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 like 
Like, if you put dramatic classical music over it, yeah. you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And then they're, like, going in on the face, and, like, they do have very similar faces, and then it, like, zooms in on their shoes, and you're like, this is not a conclusive match. <laughs> do you mean if you put music over it just for dramatic effect, it looks like him? Yeah. Well, right. it helps set the mood. You uh, think you're seeing something. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe if you put some dun, red... Dun, dun, If you put some red lines... <laughs> Red lines, a little box pulling out the guy. Yeah, but when you're comparing their shoes, mm, it's like that's, yeah, that's a reach. They're just wearing similar shoes. Also, I bet he owned multiple pairs of shoes. So like comparing yeah. the shoes, oh, yeah. that dude, I bet he just fucking loved wearing different shoes. Yeah. All right. So oil money, jeez. Yeah. Nazi is, oil money. Yeah. <laughs> so this this quote does go around. It's like he, that he doesn't remember where he where he was or what he was doing. Mm. But it's a weird one because it doesn't matter if he remembers it or not because it's on the record where he was. He was giving a speech to the Kiwanis Club in front of a hundred people. Right. When the bullet rang out. Uh, and one of his... Oh, sorry, the uh, the vice president of the Kiwanis Club remembers uh, Smithy, the head bellhop, oh, yeah. tapped me on the, the shoulder to say that Kennedy had been shot. I gave the news to the president of the club, Wendell Cherry... And he leaned over to tell George that wires from Dallas confirmed President Kenny had been assassinated. Right. So just like his son years later, having to pretend like he didn't know it was coming. Yes. Uh, Bush <laughs> <laughs> apparently took the news uh, quite well. He stopped the speech, told the audience what had happened and said, in view of the president's death, I don't consider this, don't consider it appropriate to continue doing like a political speech. Mm. So let's wrap it up, boys. He went into his stand-up comedy routine instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sandwiches in the uh, other room. Yeah. Uh, unlike his son, though, who just carried on reading a kid's book. Yeah. Yeah. Inside going, fuck, 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 <laughs> I got to do fuck, something. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> so they wrapped that up. He went to pick up Barbara from the uh, beauty parlor mm-hmm. where she was, uh, I think, getting her hair done. At the same time, she was writing a letter, uh, which... Was I think published in a book like in the nineties? The letter she was writing when she found out Kennedy was shot because mm. the letter's like, "Oh hi." She's writing home, although it's not clear who she's writing home to. She's writing home to her like adult parents who she like doesn't really get along with. Right. She's writing home to like her sister or something. Like who is she? Who doesn't live at home? So it's, she's writing this suspicious letter. Mm. Right. But uh, she's like, oh, "I'm just getting my head on." Oh, just heard Kennedy's been shot. I'm just getting my head on. What's that, George? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> sad emoji. And in the letter, she's like, oh, I, I hope it's like some commie nut and not one of our nuts. Right. <laughs> Although she does say, I know that, you know, they're both nuts, but I just hope. I hope it's a commie. Yeah. I hope the commies are at the level where they're killing people because that would really help our cause <laughs> to kill them. So before they uh, get on their flight back to Dallas where they'd been the previous day, mm-hmm. uh, George calls the FBI in Houston to give them the tip that he had heard there was a guy, a re- young Republican guy called James Milton Parrott. Uh, he was a part of the John Birch Society. Remind me who they are. They're like, they were like a far right sort of oh, yeah. organization. But he was also in the Republican Party. He was a little bit of a rival to George. Like he was a potential political enemy within the party. Anyway, he called in to say, oh, I heard that uh, this parrot guy had been talking about killing the president when he came to Texas. Oh, 
You know what, what parrots do. Yeah. They bloody squawk. All they do is squawk Ugh. and repeat shit. Yeah. So, years later though, this gets put to him. Like, what was the deal with this call? He says, don't remember ever making that call. Right. So, I can accept the idea that on one of the most famous days in history, let's say you are on the campaign trail and all of the Kiwanis clubs are sort of blending together and you might say, oh, I was somewhere in Texas. Mm. Famously small Texas as yeah. well. So I was, I was giving a speech somewhere mm. and I, I was told. I don't remember the exact place because I went to so many places. You know, I was in Dallas the day before. Yeah. Now I'm here, now I'm there. I don't know if you would forget that you called in to dob in the assassin, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Anyway, it's not really clear what that was all about. Maybe it was just a genuine, genuinely trying to be helpful. Mm. Although bear in mind, he's quite possibly in the CIA at this point. Yes. Uh, so he presumably has other avenues available to him to... Dob someone in. Dob someone in, right? Yeah. He doesn't just have to call the FBI. Yeah. Well, he's not going to call the CIA though because he'd be like, hey, I know who killed Kennedy. And they're like, shh, it was us, you dickhead. You'll get a memo in a few days. If anyone ever asks, it was another George Bush. So the theory is that in the tip that he gave, the information he gives are about when he's going to Dallas and where he's been is not entirely clear. It's not mm. doesn't actually really gel up with his uh, itinerary. He's like, I'm going to Dallas tonight. He doesn't mention I was in Dallas yesterday. Right. Or yeah. I was maybe even in Dallas this morning, mm. like a few hours ago. And so they're, th- they're thinking maybe it's to set up an alibi for that. And then this parrot guy, the idea is that there was, it was clearly he had no involvement. And so that, that was like a double alibi. He was going to be... It all gets a little bit confused. I did watch a really bad documentary about this. Okay. Was this cool. one that just had like the first 10 minutes was just footage of JFK getting a car and then... No? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's, it was called Dark Legacy. Yeah, maybe. Like made in the 70s or something. No, no. This was like made quite recently. Ah, uh, okay. And it's got so... It takes about 40 minutes before Bush even gets mentioned. Okay. It's supposed to be all about George Bush's involvement. Yeah, I think I, that, I, think I skipped through it and then, uh, I'm sick of this. It's really needed some tightening up in the editing. Mm. <laughs> no offense to ourselves when you listen to this rambling. Okay, jeez. Um, take taken as a hint. Thanks, Ken. Robo. Yeah. Edit this tightly. Yeah, cut out bit, big bits of Cam's bits. <laughs> but uh, there's like one bit where he's like, you know, they say that history is written by the victors, but really history is written by the killers. Now, JFK was killed, so he can't tell his own story. And in a way, the killers took away his ability to tell his own story. And so the history is written by those killers when it should it should be written by Kennedy, but he can't tell the history because they killed him. It goes on and on mm. like that. There's, I mean, there's more than just Kennedy and his killers that have the ability to write things. Mm. Yeah. There's also a sequel to it called Dark Legacy 2, mm. which is all about George W. Bush's involvement in the murder of JFK Jr. Okay. <laughs> because when JFK Jr. died... There's a three-day gap in George W. Bush's itinerary that he can't explain. Mm. Probably because he's on a cocaine bender. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Bush's connections to the Kennedy assassination do not end there. 
when he becomes CIA director in 1976, mm-hmm. uh, it seems like he doesn't realize that all of the requests he makes for like files about the Bay of Pigs and uh, the Kennedy assassination are like going to be on record that he asks for them. Right. And he makes an unusual number of requests for files about those. He seems really curious about them. Yeah, but if I was CIA director, they're probably the first files I'm going for. Yeah. Give me everything we've got on all the cooked stuff. Yeah, okay. Got JFK. What do you got on the moon landing? Yeah. What do you got on aliens? He does also... <laughs> maybe this helps the case against him being involved in this dastardly plot. Uh, apparently, he told friends about being director of the CA. It's the most exciting job I've had to date. Mm. Uh, he signed his personal letters, Head Spook. <laughs> <laughs> and he would test CIA disguises. By wearing a redhead wig, a false nose, and thick glasses to conduct meetings. So, essentially, he's a child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Which kind of gels with his son. Kind of a big child as well. Yeah. Mm. Sneaking, sneaking Michelle Obama lollies at the fucking thing again. Yeah. See that? What now, was that? It's uh, the no. weird thing to be angry about. <laughs> so, like, they had at the inauguration, he's like shared. So he's sitting next to Michelle Obama and shared some candy with her. Right. George W. Bush. Yeah. And then at this one, at the funeral, he made a point to like shake her hand and sneak her some candy again. Uh, Who did? Oh, George, George W. Bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not the same. That's their thing. That's yeah. their little thing. Having a little uh, lolly. At the f- having a little funeral let's lolly. Let's just not forget like the Iraq war here. All right. Oh, your, your complaint is that uh, he's rehabilitating his image. His image. His image. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's not make him a cutesy little child, any which he is. But he's also responsible for some horrible, horrible genocide. He's covering up his war crimes. By but being just watch, like, a, watch a little compilation video of all the times he said dumb stuff. Yeah. And you'll be like, ah, you bloody little scamp. <laughs> Remember when he said we're going to get the terrorists and now watch this drive. Yeah. Remember when he was like, you fool me once. Yeah. <laughs> sh- shame on shame on you. <laughs> fool, fool me. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> nah, fair point. <laughs> <clears throat> so... <clears throat> While he was a uh, director of the CIA from seventy six to seventy seven, he did have the opportunity to just you know shred a bunch of files. Okay. Uh, the I think it was the Church Committee or the uh, the Senate inquiry into assassinations hmm. uh, was was going on at the time. And they did write him a letter saying, "Hey, we just want to check. You're not going to shred all the files." He's like, which files shouldn't I shred? <laughs> and he writes back like, nah, I'm not going to shred any files. But it's like, mm, I reckon you are. Yeah. Uh, also, while he was director of the CIA, he received a letter from a guy called George de Morenschild, uh, which seemed like a super crazy letter. Uh, George de Morenschild wrote to him and said, uh, hey, George, how are you going? It's me, George. Yeah. Um, uh, cool name. Same name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was in, you know, I had some involvement with Oswald and now I'm getting super hassled about it. There's vigilantes after me. People are trying to get me. It's like, maybe the government's trying to get me. Can you get them to lay off? And they got this letter at the CIA to the director and they're like, all right, just another crank. But just in case, we'll check with him. Do you know this bloke? He says, oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he was like the... Uh, I. Shared a, I think he shared a room with his nephew when he went to university. Okay. Uh, so he knew him through that connection. Mm. And he's like, oh, and he had some sort of involvement with Oswald. 
right. but I don't remember what. <laughs> now, the thing about George de Morishield is he's one of the central figures in the whole Oswald thing. He was like, uh, he took Oswald under his wing mm. in uh, before the shooting, although he did dip out short, suspiciously shortly before he actually did it. So, took him under his wing in what capacity? Uh, like, helped him get jobs. Oh, yeah. Uh, How did he know old Aussie? He was, it was just someone he'd met. I think that uh, they probably had connections through the CIA. Okay. So are you saying you're now JFK pilled again? Oh, absolutely. No, there, there was a lot of sus stuff. Uh, Harold, the owner of the Texas School Book Depository Building, who gave the job to Oswald, like knew a bunch of these people. He knew uh, Jack Crichton, who was uh, Bush's running mate in Texas. In 64, uh, and gave the job to Oswald. Okay. But he was sort of introduced to him via this Morinshilt guy. Uh, Morinshilt, uh, one of the fo- famous photos from the backyard with the rifle, mm. one of those photos was addressed to him. Okay. But uh, six months after he sent that letter, so Bush writes back to him, he's like, oh no, it ha- hasn't been us hassling you, the government's not interested in you, that's all. Sorted yeah. by 1976. Six months later, they find Morinshield dead, shotgun to the head. Oh. Self-inflicted, apparently. Mm. Although they do find in his address book, he's got George W. Uh, George H. W. Bush's address. Right. But- uh, and the address of Zapata Oil Company. They're probably not hard addresses to find. And George H. W. Bush is referred to as Poppy. Oh. His very familiar nickname. <laughs> So that's Bay of Pigs, that's JFK, that's, do we want to take a short break and then come back with what George HW gets up to after all this? Sure. So we've talked about Bush, who was definitely in the CIA. Mm-hmm. Whether he was involved in the Kennedy assassination, he was definitely in the CIA pre being, being the, the director CIA. of CIA. Yeah. Uh, whether he had an involvement in the Kennedy assassination, I I don't think he was directly involved. Maybe if you're on the campaign trail, you yeah. got a lot on your plate. You do have a lot. You don't have time for this. Uh, but maybe that's why he lost that election. Oh yeah, he was splitting his focus. Yeah, couldn't multitask. Men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if he was involved though, like I was thinking about the Kennedy stuff while I was looking at all this, I was like that idea that we came up with where maybe there was a very small group of like right wingers that did it. And the reason that there's so much cover up, like stuff where it's obviously been covered up is because the CIA had their fingers in so many dodgy pies, mm, mm. but they're like, we need to just cover it up just in case it was us. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Like, we were cultivating so many nut jobs yeah. that it could have just been one of our guys. Yeah, and we kind of knew that this guy was a nut job yeah. and probably should have done something about it. Mm. So, what happens after all this? Well, you tell me, Robo. Eh? He <sighs> well, has a long and storied career. He does. Um, so, during the uh, Reagan administration, where he was vice president, uh, the Iran Contra scandal happened, where basically they were 
secretly facilitating the sale of arms to Iran um, and then using the money of that to fund Contras in Nicaragua to take over the country yep. and defeat communism. An unnecessarily complicated system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so basically a lot of people ended up getting caught and tried for that. Uh, on the, I think it was the eve, the final days of his presidency, so people were um, being tried for it. Uh, 11 con- convictions resulted of this whole Contra thing. It, I don't know if he was really directly involved. I think it was kind of like, we need to do this, but don't tell us the details because I am vice president and, you know, if we know this, we can go, get down, get put down. Um, but in the final days of his presidency, uh, he pardoned a bunch of people mm. and it was people that were gonna would have ended up testifying against him and his involvement in it. So that was pretty sus. Um, Is this the thing that I read in an article today saying that he was trying to get the CIA to... I read something today about he wanted the CIA to go in and do something on the sly and they wouldn't. Right. So he ended up just going in and doing it with the military and it become a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Is that the same thing? Uh, I think so. It's very complicated, all this stuff. I don't understand geopolitics well enough. I read a thing about how like... his days in the CIA made him uh, value this value secrecy. Okay. Which is probably why he always said he didn't remember where he was and he would never <laughs> confirm anything. But um, yeah, it said that he wanted the CIA to go in and oust someone. Yeah, right. And they were like, nah, we're not going to do that. And he was like, well, fucking, I'm going to do it then. And it was like the biggest military action since Vietnam at the time. Went and announced someone, but then he was all pissed off at the CIA because they were like, "We could have just fucking done this on the quiet." <laughs> no, we had to fucking get the tanks out. Um, also, at the time, there's another guy called Barry Seal who was a CIA informant, right. uh, or yeah, um, and he was running drugs for the Medellin cartel. And he, when he got caught, I think he got well. People knew who he was, and. You know, he was kind of one of those shady characters. Allegedly, he bought, was selling drugs to Bush um, during his like presidency campaign. Right. So he like, met him well, at the for, airport. For personal use? Uh, I don't know, but like, it's a really one of those really weird stories that kind of keeps on coming up, but not verified anywhere. Right. And so like, it makes no sense why the vice president would go to an airport to pick up drugs off a CIA informant. Mm. Like, I'm sure he's got people that could do that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but when this guy, so this guy, um, Barry Seal, was killed, uh, officially killed by the cartels, um, but the story I read about it was saying, was questioning why the cartels would kill a CIA informant, because that would bring heat on them. And so it was definitely the CIA that would do it, because they're the ones that would do it. But I'm like, I feel like the cartels would probably kill a CIA informant. Yeah. It's, yeah. Cartels famously <laughs> violent and love killing people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And famously, not the hugest fans of informants. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, also, the story said, uh, so consider the mathematics of the hit. Seven people were arrested. Only four were charged and only three were convicted, which proves something. Yep. I mean, it probably proves that. that, that no, the mathematics add up. Four plus three is seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it also proves that seven people can't all gather around a trigger and shoot someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also this guy, Barry Seal, apparently, allegedly once told his lawyer uh, to call a random number. He was trying to pr- like... Prove a point. Yeah, prove a point. And so he called 
the number and it was uh, George Bush's office. And he said, oh, it's Barry Seal. The lawyer said this. Mm. It's Barry Seal. Can you put me through to the president and the, or the vice president? And he got put through and the, George Bush is like, hello, hello, where have you been? Been waiting. I can't find you. And he's yeah. like, oh, it's not actually him. It's his lawyer. And he's like, oh, click. Hung up the phone. <laughs> Again, I don't know how, how true that all is. Right. Uh, and then when this Barry Seal guy was killed, uh, apparently even after the FBI went and cleaned out the car of all evidence, someone found George Bush's phone number in the boot. Uh, another story says it found it in his pocket as well. So, yeah. Very suspicious George Bush. So, I think we've established that George Bush was... A shady character. Pretty shady. Mm. Uh, did we establish that... Oh, there's a whole Johnny Gosh thing which he kind of comes into. All right. Do you guys know about this? So, in the during the Reagan-Bush presidency, uh, there was a scandal where male prostitutes were given a tour of the White House. And I, it, there's no sort of ever... It was never really clear who was involved in that. I was think, it just the, uh, like the White House tour guide people involved in it? Was it just like anyone can have was, a tour of the White House? No, it was like late, <laughs> late night tours. Or is this so like, like <laughs> male prostitutes in the... Late night tours. Yeah, yeah. Is so so like, pretty sus. Is this yeah. like when the Ken Doll guy was photographed with Malcolm Turnbull? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but there was this guy called Johnny Gosh who I think he was like the original milk carton kid or one of the first milk carton kids where, you know, when they first started putting... Because he was missing. Was yeah, yeah. Missing. So he was kidnapped. And then... They uh, found him? No, they've never found him. Okay. Uh, and the kidnapped, and, the, and it's been alleged in mean, a lot of theories that he was kidnapped and then sold into to slavery or um, various other crazy theories. Or right. maybe they're, I don't know. Um, but then his mum said in the 90s, Johnny Gosh came back and visited her with two men and said, Oh, I've been sold into slavery and, you know, you, I'm, I'm kind of safe, but don't look for me. And all these high profile things have happened to me. And somehow he's tied into. He allegedly was one of the male prostitutes that toured the... The White House. Yeah. And Bush, Not, Bush wasn't like, hang on a second, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then he came back again in relation to George Bush Jr. So uh, when George Bush was in power, there was this guy called uh, Gannon, Jeff Gannon, who was a gay escort. Um, and he ended up with White House press credentials mm-hmm. and would ask like a lot of softball questions of... George W. Bush, like, hey, the Democrats are crazy. How are you going to deal with it? And then it kind of comes out, like, everyone's like, who is this guy? And it turns out he was using a false name and he was a male escort. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, we think he's actually Johnny Gosh. Oh. Um, and, like, MSNBC did, like, a whole report on it. And they got his mum on and they're like, do you think this is your son? And she's like, well, no, I don't think so, but no one's really put us in touch and it's a bit weird. Um. I don't think he is her son at no. all. But there's no, a, nobody is like, isn't it weird that the milk carton kid is in the at the press briefing? Yeah, of the president. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, what is what's happening here? I guess he'd look different if he was older. Yeah. He, well, he was would have been thirty five at the time. Uh, John yeah. uh, Jeff Gannon was forty eight, uh, and the video I was watching came up and it's like. Does he really look 48? I'm like, yeah, that's probably about right. Plus, if you're 35 but you've spent your life in slavery, you might look pretty haggard. Oh, yeah, that's fair. You might look 40-odd. That's fair. Uh, So, yeah, that was, I guess, another another one that's full of 
rumours and little half-truths. Yeah, but they went a little overboard on the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the Johnny Gosh thing is, is actually quite upsetting, uh, whether or not yeah, what's happened to him and, and I guess his mum convinced that she visited him later and she had communication throughout the years. Yeah. Um, inter- interesting wiki, wiki, ra- wiki read. Are they all... Is this the internet blasting out that he was taken to like a secret pedo ring? Yeah, that's kind of the... Yeah. And I think... I, I can't remember all the evidence around it, but eh, it's an unsolved mystery, we'll say. Do you think that someone actually visited her? Hard to and say. And has done a trick on her or is she just, has she just lost it? Hard to say. Um, you don't want to cast aspersions on someone that's gone through that. Well, I'm not casting aspersions. I'm saying she's either been tricked. Yeah, yeah. Or she's lost it. Yeah. Both I, of those things are uh, equally Look, to, to be honest, I don't know how convinced I was reading her account. Okay. So now I'm casting aspersions. So you're having to go with the victim of a kidnapper. Yeah. Kidnap victim. Yeah. Right. Um, also, George Bush is a bloody reptile. Yeah, of course. Oh, well, yeah. Do you guys see the, the video of him turning into a lizard? I've seen the the one where his eyes go into slits. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Fucking what did you think about that? It's like all of those videos where people's eyes go into slits. It's like Not, bad video compression. <laughs> no, this one's different, I think. Because right. I watched it in super slow-mo and I spent some time watching it. And it, the theory is that it's a camera flash. So it, right. like, so he moves his eyes to the side and a camera flashes. Covers and that up. covers up half his eyes. So it looks like it. And you hear this noise. Yeah. And I was watching one video. It's like, hear that noise? I'm like, I can't really hear it. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I slowed it right down and there is a noise. I'm like, oh, I feel like you've just added that in. So I went and watched a few more videos. And there's definitely a noise that times up with it. Right. Yeah, it's the noise of his eyes going into yeah, his hologram, yeah. like, fucking fritzing out. Well, yeah. one, of the, one of the videos I said, like, they said it's definitely not a camera because it was picked up on his own lapel mic. I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. How do you know and what mic it's, like, from this grainy video, yeah. what mic is being... Picking and up what? Lapel like, mics will pick up a camera. Yeah, camera yeah, yeah. If you've ever been to a, a press conference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried to find that photo that was taken because it was a Larry King interview or maybe even a debate with him and Bill Clinton. Right. Uh, and so I looked through a bunch of photos. I couldn't find a photo that was like, yeah, clearly there was photographers there. Mm. Uh, but the best quality video I saw was like, yeah, it's a camera flash. Yeah. I watched a David Icke video where he, I, I must admit I phased out during it because he went on for a long time talking about Bush yeah. being a lizard and involved in the massive amount of sexual abuse of children and I, I got some quotes whole thing cool um, from that one yeah. that's the one where uh, he's calling him Father Bush Father Bush yeah <laughs> um, which also is a better nickname than Poppy Bush yeah which yeah. when I was reading. Stuff about him in the CIA, and they kept on calling him Poppy. I was like, "Can you stop doing that?" Yeah. So, Poppy Bush sounds like a Bond girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Poppy Bush. <laughs> David Ike uh, <laughs> says that George Bush used electro electromagnetic technologies to torture kids. Mm. Uh, and he says that he had no empathy. Yeah, famously for having no empathy. He's like, "What would you do if you had no empathy?" Oh, that's we- right. He bangs on about a whole bunch of things, right? Yeah, and he's like, "If you had no empathy, you'd use cattle prongs to like keep kids in line. You'd bomb Iraq." 
It's like, I don't think you'd do 9-11. Yeah, you'd, <laughs> and he just kept on going on about like all these things you'd do if you had no empathy. And I guess I got, it's hard to know, but I don't think I'd do that if I had no empathy. Like, why would I do that? Because you don't give a fuck about the people that are dying. Still seems like a lot of work to like torture people and stuff. Yeah, but if you need the energy from their pain and suffering to oh, survive. okay. If I'm harvesting it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, it's it. just fucking food, mate. Like, mm. I don't care about those people that need their energy. Mm. Dave, David, like, it's interesting watching him just talk. Because mm. he's just like, he goes on just quoting people, you know, all these people are saying, or people have told me that this is what he does. It's crazy that this is what they do. And he just kind of powers on through. Mm. Like, like it's just absolute fact that he's using electromagnetic technologies yeah. to torture to kids. Torture kids. And like he doesn't stop to even explain what that means. No. Um, so I think David Icke's a little bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that one. Uh, <laughs> Brave stance. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, I also got some good... Um, oh, so the war on drugs. He amplified... He didn't start the war on drugs, but he kicked it off. Old Bush. Not David Icke. Don't know David Icke's stance on the war on drugs. But um, there's a famous video where he is holding up a bag of crack cocaine in the White House. And he's like, this crack cocaine was found across the park uh, from the White House. And, you know, this is how bad the epidemic's getting and we need to, to expand and, you know, do all this stuff. Uh, it turns out the person that they arrested with the crack, they did arrest him outside the White House across the road. But it was someone that had, like, I think he was an informant for the DAA. And so they set him up. The, the how many? The DEA. Yeah. Sorry. And they, <laughs> so I've been saying CIA a lot. The DEA. <laughs> they set him up where they they said, oh, can you... Sell some drugs across the road Yeah, the like when, we got a deal across the road from the White House. And then he, I think he even asked, can you tell me where, like the address of the White House so I can find it? <laughs> and then they got on there and arrested him and then used those drugs as a prop. Right. Uh, which isn't a good thing. No, no. It's just a little mini conspiracy though. Yeah. You're not, you're not a, you're okay with it? Well, it's not a conspiracy as such. It's just a, well, it's a literal criminal conspiracy. Mm. They Chances are, if they'd waited long enough, they probably could have found some drugs near the White House. <laughs> yeah. um, but it also ties in um, about that time with, uh, was it Willie Hudson? Oh, the Willie Horton. Willie Horton, sorry? Yeah. Which, again, it's not really a conspiracy. It it's was just a bit mucky. It was a bit mucky. Yeah. Do you uh, know about this one? No. Nah. This was, so this was... This is it's weird. It was weird reading about this because this, in retrospect, this has been slammed as like a really racist camp, little campaign thing they ran. Mm. I think at the time they didn't. I don't know. I think they sort of knew a little bit what they were doing. Some of them are like, "Oh, we didn't realize how racist it was." Mm. Uh, I think I'm a little bit torn on it because we've we've well, just can- in, where we are in Melbourne, we've just gone through an election campaign where the Conservative Party ran a really racist law and order mm. campaign that didn't work because there's there's not really a law and order problem. Mm. The thing that they were basing this on was a real problem. So it was, I guess, so there was a convicted murderer who had a day pass. Like they do weekend passes for criminals. Well, so they, they when you say they do, it was just in this one state. Yeah. Everywhere else in the country, they're like, wait, a weekend pass for a Oh, no, murderer? I think I think a few states had it, but... No one had it like this, though. Okay, right. No one had it where they're like, oh, even people on 
life sentences for murder can get the day off from prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you see what I mean? So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not a great situation. No. And so this guy, uh, Horton. Yeah. So his name was William Horton. He yeah. was never known as Willie. Yeah. And so one of the sort of racist things about it is they really played up just how black this dude was. Yeah, right? yeah. Willie Horton, they had the, the oh, mugshot Willie of him. Horton. Yeah, like... That, that's that's where it gets a bit mucky. So the situation was, I think it was in Massachusetts, yeah, maybe, which is where sure. uh, Dukakis, the yep. Democrat nominee, was from. That had this thing where you could get a day off from jail, a furlough, mm. um, and it it wasn't for murderers. Yeah, <laughs> it was for like more minor crimes. And then I don't know, some fucking lawyer is like dipping his wick in. He's like. Oh, but it doesn't say in the law that it's not for murderers. <laughs> and I went to court and the court was like, well, technically this dickhead's right. You didn't put in the law that murderers can't have a day off from prison. Yeah. So they're like, well, quick, change that. Uh, but at any rate, this guy, William Horton, who was in prison for murder, for life, uh, I think he'd killed a guy in a gas station robbery and like dumped him in a barrel. Uh he got given like 13 days off right. from prison. Not yeah, all at once, right. but he was given like 13 weekends off. The idea is it gives you like a reason to behave in prison. And Dukakis' mm. reasoning for supporting it was like, even for what people on life sentences is, if we don't have this, it'll just be chaos mm. in prison. Now, I don't really support prisons that much. Mm. I think probably Re- as a society, we could do things better. Rehabilitation uh, is good. Yeah. Giving prisoners... Uh, Outlets and constructive social uh, activities is really good. Mm. But there are, I will say, my, the law and order... <laughs> Imprisonment in general, not that great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say the law and order and the sort of racialized element to the prison system, especially in the United States, is very bad. Yes. I'll say, though, that there are ways to make people behave in prison besides letting them out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the thing is, this guy, William Horton, he was let out on a bunch of weekends and one of them, he was like, hang on. What if I just didn't come back? <laughs> and the perfect crime. While he was out, he, uh, I think, raped a woman and murdered the boyfriend. He committed assault, armed robbery, robbery and rape. Yeah. So he's still alive and in jail. Yeah. And he's not happy about being called Willie. Yeah. So, and I guess Dukakis didn't have a lot to do with this, really, did he? Well, he'd support, he supported it. Okay. He supported the, the system. Right. But anyway, it came up in like the... In the Democrat debates, where when Dukakis is like going for the nomination, uh, I think Al Gore brought it up first, and mm. then over at the Republican Party, they're like, "Oh, we could use this, right? Mm. This is pretty like this is not great. Mm. Doesn't not a great look for Dukakis." So they really went hard. They had this ad. It's a famous ad called the Willie Horton ad, and they also did a like a famous ad. It was about like revolving doors. Mm. They were saying Dukakis was essentially running a revolving door system. And then at one of the debates between Dukakis and Bush, one of the questions was, Mr. Dukakis, if your wife was raped, would you support the death penalty for the guy? And like, that's a pretty fucking out there question yeah, yeah. for a presidential debate. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, no, I wouldn't support the death penalty because he, at least he's consistent with his mm, mm. Uh, moral you know, things. But uh, you can't come back from that. Fiction in America. No. They love prisoning black dudes. Yeah. But prisoning, was, also a word. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, there was definitely a racist element to it. 
Yeah. But um, like, you can't... If you are responsible for someone letting someone out of jail through a sneaky little uh, assaulted rape... Yeah. It's like, if they run a law and order campaign on that, it works. Yes. It's the opposite of what happens when you run a law and order campaign when crime is down. <laughs> yes. Uh, but again, not a conspiracy, just sort of a... D- Dirty politics. Dirty politics, yeah. Uh, also dirty politics. Uh, and I, while we're ragging on George H.W. Bush, uh, he got caught up in Me Too, groped a, a bunch of people while taking, getting photos taken. This is a very old man. Yeah, but he said this one where he's getting photos taken with some... Uh, I don't know, he was backstage at a, a theatre thing and he said as the photo was being taken... <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, this is awful. Uh, he said... Do you know, want to know who my favourite magician is? And they're like, oh, who? Thinking he was being a funny old man. And he's like, David Copperfield groped <laughs> one of them. Uh, uh, and a few other people came out and said he was a bit gropey, a bit handsy. So mm. where would you say that rates on his crimes? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make crimes black and white. So it's not, not as bad as, say, starting wars and being involved in Contra yeah. funding. Killing mm. Kennedy. Killing Kennedy. Actually, I will just say in terms of... It's weird that you put Killing Kennedy up there with killing millions of people. Not millions. Thousands. Get at that. Well, imagine all of the millions of people who'd be still alive if Kennedy hadn't been killed and managed to dismantle the military-industrial complex. Yeah. Which is why they had to take him out. Uh, Touche. Speaking of dirty (laughs) politics, I couldn't quite work out how this guy related to Bush. There's a guy called E. Howard Hunt who was one one of Nixon's... Uh, plumbers did Watergate. Mm. Uh, I was reading about him. Uh, on, his, on his deathbed, he copped to being involved in the Kennedy assassination and he named a bunch of people. I think some of the people who were involved with Bush were named on his deathbed. Right. Mm. Now, his wife has been like, oh, my sons took advantage of the fact that he was losing his mind and that, like put all these things in his head so they could make some money off it. Just, all right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but one of the, <laughs> I was reading about some of the dirty, the Nixon dirty tricks. It's like, all right. They did Watergate. Is that so bad? Like, they were just stealing some files, getting a bit of inside intel. Mm. One of the things that they tried to do, but they were just foiled by the efficiency of the police, is there was a murder, and they were going to go plant, like, Democrat posters in the murderer's house. Right. (laughs) To make it look like he was a Democrat. Which is quite funny now, um, where Alex Jones, every time something happens... He just starts making up that they're a Democrat, uh, and the the SWAT teams, like with the Las Vegas thing, SWAT teams found Democratic propaganda everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Antifa were there as well. It's, it's like they just figured out you don't actually have to do it; you just have to get someone yeah. to say it repeatedly. Yeah. Mm. So there was also some stuff where he was a bit tied up in the Nixon attempted assassination. Did you come across that? I did not. Tell us more. So. I don't. I can't recall spill the exact with, details. Spill the tea. Sorry. But I did see this in a video. So the guy who tried to kill Nixon shot him. No, Reagan. Reagan. So there is some stuff where he's mixed up in Reagan thing. Are you guys across that? No. no tell us more about Hinckley. Um, so Hinckley's brother, I think the couple of days before the attempted assassination, Hinckley's brother was planning to have dinner with one of George Bush, one of Poppy Bush's sons. Mm. Not not George. Not George. Maybe Jeb? Not Jeb. Another one. One of the shit ones. One of the no yeah. ones that no one cares about. But anyway, 
So Hinkley's son and Bush Jr., not George Bush Jr., were one of George Bush's sons, yep. <laughs> were connected. They were having dinner together and stuff. Now, the brother, there was something to do with the brother's company was about to get reamed by the government yep. or by someone. The technical term. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Bush's son was tied up in that company. So there's the theory that Bush orchestrated this guy's brother to take out Reagan to take out Reagan which would also benefit him which would benefit Bush because he would be like uh, hello Mr. President yeah and he could just go and we're not gonna ream that company <laughs> just leave it alone okay so there was all these connections with his son and the brother of the of Hinkley yeah, of Hinkley, yeah. where it was a bit muddled it's yeah. like well how are all these people connected which is a lot of this these stories of these super rich connected CIA people mm. and oil people I just know so many people that are just they're all doing something sus yeah. it's like oh he knows that person that did something sus maybe he was doing something sus too probably mm. but maybe not related to that person's susness in the same video there was also claims about um, Bush Senior's involvement in MK Ultra and how they think that George W. Bush was MK Altered, and that's the only reason he could have become president. Because <laughs> when you look at how fucking dumb he is, <laughs> it's like, how did he become president? Oh, he must have been bloody brainwashed. Hey, um, quick question. Yeah. How far are we into this episode? Without mentioning Skull and Bones? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we did at the start. Yeah, we mentioned Skull and Bones at the start. All right. But, yeah, we mentioned Magog. He was, he was Magog. Oh, of course. Well, you didn't mention, I guess, his, was his dad stole some bones. Well, but that's a different... So, Skull, well, maybe we'll talk about the other bushes at some point. Yeah. Uh, Skull and Bones is a big part of all of the conspiracies around the bushes, though. Yeah. Because uh, Skull and Bones is the secret society, one, one of the secret societies at Yale. Not so secret anymore, but... No. But I think there's only 19 people are admitted every year. Okay. They have... <laughs> I was looking at, like, the... Like the admittance rules, so it's like the heads of the the sporting teams are yeah. automatically in. Good, and then they. What if they don't want to be in? Yeah, <laughs> no, you've got to be. Yeah, in. say if I got a basketball You're a skull scholarship. And bone. I don't want to be one. If I got a basketball scholarship to Yale, my yep. promising basketball career. Mm. Like ah, make you captain. You're so good at being basketball. Doing basketball things. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, now you're in Skull and Bones. Like, oh, I do not want to be involved. Why don't you want to be in Skull and Bones? I just want to shoot Jays. <laughs> and work on my work on my handles. You don't want to be mixing. With the elite? Oh. With the elite? I think it's pretty clear that I don't like the elite. Yeah. He's, I guess, a, he's angling for a bloody shoe endorsement at yeah, some point. Yeah, I want that shoe money. That, the way to get the shoe money is to join Skull and Bones. Robertson Ones. Yeah. Imagine how good that would look. But then like some Robo, of the... Uh, you just call them Robos. Yeah, right? Robo Ones. <laughs> some of the other things were like... At first they were quite racist in their things. They're like, no Jews, please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but eventually they're like... I think because like a black guy was the head of... The, some sporting teams, they're like, all right, we'll always have like one black guy. <laughs> but yeah, it was a bit of a breakfast club sort of thing. They're like, we're going to have one jock, we're going to have one man. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, George H.W. Bush was in there. He was in the club. Oh, Prescott Bush was in the club with the guy who ended up being the ch- sort of chief recruiter for the CIA hmm. at the time that George Bush Sr. would have joined the yeah, CIA. Yeah. And 
at the time that uh, George Bush Senior was in Skull and Bones at Yale, he was best mates with the son of the guy who was the chief recruiter for the CIA. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like, this guy needs a job after college. Of course he's getting recruited by the CIA when he's going off to start his oil company. But again, that's that that kind of thing I was saying before. They're all just connected with so many other sus people doing so many sus things that even if the sus things that he's doing are not directly related, you can tie them together in hindsight. Yeah. Now, one of the things I read about Skull and Bones, uh, one of the th- they do stuff called crooking. These were their little pranks where they'd go and steal stuff. Mm. And this is a little bit of an aside. This is more about Prescott Bush. But it's, I'm reading it, I'm like, why did no one follow this up? Like, this is the same with all the obvious CIA stuff. It's like, why didn't they follow that one up? Mm. Uh, one of the crooks that Prescott Bush and his Skull and Bones bonesmen did mm. was they stole the skull of Geronimo, the famous S- Native American. Sorry, before we go into that, I think they prefer to be called boners. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> they went and stole the skull of Geronimo. Right. They dug up his corpse and nicked his skull and they took it back to the Skull and Bones, uh, their dungeon or whatever it was. Don't go digging up. If there's one way to get a curse on you... Mm. It's digging up Native American graves. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're all cursed as a result. Well, one eventually one guy does follow it up. I think someone took a photo of it and uh, the Geronimo people were like, oh, that's not cool. Mm. But they did tests on the skull and they found it didn't belong to Geronimo. It belonged to a 10-year-old boy. And then no one followed up that story. <laughs> yeah, Where right. did they get the skull of a 10-year-old boy from? Why what? was a 10-year-old boy buried in Geronimo's grave? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Just got the wrong grave? They thought it said Geronimo, but it just said Jerome. <laughs> Jerome, 10. Oh, yeah, he was around a long time ago. Yeah. Probably around 10. They, um... But, like, even the, like, the cooked units people who are, like, really getting into all of this stuff, no one is like, isn't it a little bit weird that they had a 10-year-old skull <laughs> in yeah. their clubhouse? Yeah, that is weird. That's the weirdest thing that's happening here. Yeah, I agree with that. On the plus side, by not digging up a Native American's grave avoided a curse. Yeah. Yeah. And then they went on to rule the world. Unless it was a 10 year old Native American boy. Uh, but they went on to rule the world. So, yeah. mm. Although maybe to keep the curse at bay, they had to keep doing all this horrible shit to people. Uh. Speaking of curses on Bush, uh, when they invaded Panama, mm. uh, which is another one of the dodgy things he did, <laughs> uh, Noriega, who was the guy running the joint, they found that he'd put a curse on Bush. Right. All of this black magic stuff. It was Panama that I was talking about before, that he wanted to get the CIA to do it on the Uh, sly. Yeah. Well, the CIA knew that if they went in there, they were going to get black magic. Yeah. You do not want to get black magic. No way. Jeez. All right. So, where do we stand on George H.W. Bush? It's interesting. um, Dead. Dead. (laughs) Doing these these ones, because Cosby started doing this in the Donald Trump era, where conspiracy theorists were just all right-wing dickwads. Yeah. We've, I'm approaching things skeptically, like to, to question the people that are, you know, you're David Icke and all those guys. Yeah. But then you remember, oh, actually pre this era, we're actually questioning, uh, you know, the, the crazy corporations and the, the military complex. And that was okay. Mm. So I was doing this. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, like the military complex and the governments are fucked. 
So I'm, I, I think he's fucked. You think he was fucked? Yeah. That's the, the official <laughs> yeah. stance? Yeah. Go jump in a lake. Military Just complex. One other thing. Was he knocked off in the end? Because he was losing his marbles a bit. He was going to start And talking. he was just spilling, spilling <laughs> beans. He was going to start remembering where he was. Yeah. I don't think so. He was no. very old. 94 is pretty old. If you Yeah, but he's, yeah, that's, if you're sucking down that energy of those kids. Uh, that's fair. The electromagnetic. The electromagnetic energy on the reg. Yeah. I can bring yeah. another boy in. Print up some more milk cartons. <laughs> Crikey. Um, Barbara. She's, she's dead, she's mate. <laughs> Barbara, fucking okay. He's gonna. Nah, we have to get rid of him. <laughs> Barbara, bring me me Bayef Pig's plan. <laughs> nah, he's gotta go. Um, Cam, where do you stand? You pro or anti George Bush? I'm anti. Uh, definitely CIA. So, definitely was knew some sus blokes. Mm. Some of these docket. There's a definite spectrum of the uh, people saying he was involved in the Kennedy assassination from like the super cooked to just a little bit cooked. Because, mm. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, that Dark Legacy doco I do not recommend. It's full of really bad animation as well. Okay. Where they could have shelled out a few extra bucks to get some drama students to wear some robes, for example, for like skull and bones reenactments. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was just like rattling off like names and like not drawing any sort of and then just coming to conclusions that by the fact that these people all existed in Texas at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But then you have this that other guy, uh, Ross, what's his name? Uh, Russ Baker's book, Family of Secrets, which is where I think a lot of this stuff's uh, prosecuted a little more cogently mm. and makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Interesting, interesting, Blake. Off you, Pop. Salty, anything you want to add to this? Nah. Where do people find us on the internet? Hypotheticalinstitute.com. We are wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all them places. All the big names. Yeah. We are on our Facebook. Uh, we're on twitter.com slash hypothepod. We're on Patreon if you'd like to join the club. You get a special episode every week. You can also get yourself some badges and pins and cool shit. Yeah, come fling us some dollars so we can keep doing this. Uh, Robbo, where can they find you, mate? You can get me at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com. Buy my book for Christmas or for a gift or for yourself. It's called Keg Bottle Can. It's all about beer. Get me at, at Saltmarsh on Instagram for my art stuff and Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. Society6.com slash Saltmarsh. Buy some of my prints and stuff because I need to eat. Yep. Eating's um, good. Check out the Toehider Patreon. Some fun music stuff going on. You can find me twitter.com slash sexanimer and my other podcast is called Gather Around Me where we're going to have another episode uh, shortly. I just recorded one yesterday. All right. So first one in a month. We're back again. I felt like I heard this already. Yeah, all right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I 
7. Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?